the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Friday, December the 20th, 2019, in the year of our Lord. Today, on December 20, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase was completed. Ownership of the territory was formally transferred from France to the United States. Today, in 1860, South Carolina became the first state to secede from the Union. All 169 delegates voted in favor, special convention in Charleston. They wanted to separate from the North. Today in 1924, Adolf Hitler was released from prison. He had served nine months there for his role in what became known historically as the Beer Hall Putts. I'm sure you know, but in case you don't, while in prison, Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, or My Struggle. Again, in 1928, he wrote another book. The combination of those two books was really the basis for the rise of Nazism. Today, in 1963, the Berlin Wall was opened for the first time to West Berliners. They were allowed a one-day visit to relatives in the eastern sector for the Christmas holidays. Today, in 1968, author John Steinbeck, Grapes of Wrath and other books that he wrote. He died in New York. He was 66 years old. Today, in 1999, the Vermont Supreme Court ruled that homosexual couples were entitled to the same benefits and protections as wedded heterosexual couples. 1999. Today, in 2005, a federal judge ruled that intelligent design could not be mentioned in biology classes in Pennsylvania public schools. Delivered a stinging attack on the Dover Area School Board who had decided that intelligent design could be taught in the classrooms because it certainly had more credibility than evolution does. Evolution has been discredited even by people who want to believe in it. One year ago today, the Trump administration announced that people seeking asylum at the U.S. border with Mexico would no longer be released into the United States and would instead be forced to wait in Mexico. That, of course, set off a firestorm, one of many, since President Donald Trump moved into the Oval Office. And for those of you who are over 40, you might remember. Remember the Mouseketeers? M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S. Well, the original Mouseketeer, Tommy Cole, has a birthday today. He's 78 years old. Hey, thank you for all of the cards. I'm receiving Christmas cards in the mail and comments, good wishes for the new year and so on. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. In fact, the office, my office mentioned to me yesterday that they uh, they got a, a, a package or something in the mail that someone had, I think they said it made, it's a, someone who regularly contributes to us. They're a known quantity. <clears throat> We're careful with 
some of these kinds of things with unknown quantities, but nonetheless. And they told me I couldn't see it. He said, they're going to wrap it. They're going to give it to me, my office. They, they held a, I mean, there was a, an overthrow. And uh, they said, no, you can't, you can't have this. We're going to give it to you at Christmas. But it was from someone in our listening audience who is a regular supporter. Whatever it is, thank you so much. I appreciate that and all the kindness. I know that you understand, those of you who support us, you understand the importance of what we're trying to do. We do the best we can every day. We put a lot into this. I think it, I think it shows that we do. Many of you mentioned it. I believe it's so important that I want to do the best I can on this program every day because we're doing it first and foremost for the glory of God. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And secondly, we live in such an unstable time. It is so unstable in our culture. The economy is booming thanks to Trump. Many things are happening in a positive way, and yet the back and forth and the the divisions in government and the differences of opinion are not just opinion, they're deeply held beliefs. Biblical Christians hold a biblical worldview. Secular people, even the religious left, they embrace a secular, almost anti-biblical view in many, many cases. And we see this fight going on over trying to remove a president with whom the left disagrees. They don't like him. They don't want him. And they don't apparently like the 63 million people that are elected against President Trump to the GOP-controlled Senate for a constitutionally mandated trial. Nancy Pelosi is so obstinate about this and so committed to destroying a president that she won't even take the articles to the Senate, which she is supposed to do according to the Constitution. McConnell said after a meeting he had with the Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who is a cohort to Speaker Nancy Pelosi, of course, he said that um, Schumer just was immovable. They just won't even, they won't even submit themselves to the Constitution of the United States. And Trump is calling for an immediate Senate trial. President Trump said yesterday, he said, so after the Democrats gave me no due process in the House, no lawyers, no witnesses, no nothing, they now want to tell the Senate how to run their trial. Well, that and that's true. They, they do, and they're, they're not only wanting to, they're using the articles that they passed in the House as a leverage, or they feel that they are, by holding these uh, two cases that they have against the president, these two articles, and say, no, we won't actually give them to you. We're going to hold up this whole process. We've impeached the president, but we're not going to let it proceed to a trial in the Senate according to the Constitution because we know that you're going to acquit him. That's basically what they're saying. It is so egregious what Nancy Pelosi and the left are doing that Noah Feldman, he's a Harvard Law School professor, he was one of the guys, you probably didn't, I mean, who watched all of that? I watched some of it. Even I couldn't take it, and this is what I do with my life and time right now is pay attention to things so we can talk about them intelligently on this program. But Noah Feldman was one of those guys that they brought in early on in the hearings 
in the House of Representatives. He is a liberal. He's a progressive. He's a Harvard School professor. He testified on behalf of, really, the Democrats uh, earlier this month. Well, yesterday he wrote an explosive op-ed, was in a number of newspapers, and he is saying that if the Democrats, of which he is one, he said if the Democrats do not forward the impeachment articles to the Senate as dictated by the Constitution, then Trump was never even impeached at all. And he wants him impeached. But he said if these guys keep fooling around, Pelosi in particular, but Schumer as well, if they keep fooling around with these articles and don't pass them to the Senate for a trial, as per the Constitution is very clear about that, he said then essentially and legally Trump wasn't even impeached. I don't know how they're going to respond to that, but that's up to date. They're considering it now, but the Constitution dictates that after impeachment by a majority in the House, and that has happened, a two-thirds vote is needed in the Senate to remove a president from office. If someone impedes that and stands against the Constitution, this law, the Harvard Law School professor, who is anti-Trump, says he will not have been impeached in the first place. Well, boy, that's the world we live in today, and it is so very, very unstable. I was thinking of Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 in particular, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That's why we look at things that are happening in the in the world today, in the political world, the cultural world, but we always look at them through the Bible, through God's word. Interestingly enough, Isaiah saw the same things that we see today. It was a different time. They wore those long robes in those days. Today we wear jeans and t-shirts, I guess. But Isaiah wrote, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. That's why we don't want to get off the reservation in regards to God's word. But there is that, there is that, there is that bent in human nature. Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, let them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. And that's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, he said, verse 31, you know this verse, what, sh what shall we then say to these things? And then he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? The Bible is filled with admonitions to stay close to the word of God, and in that there is stability. When we get away from the word of God, it is instable, unstable. And we're living in an unstable time as far as the culture is concerned, as far as the the whole um, consensus in our culture. Again, I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. Mentioned it a minute ago. As we near the end of the year, we... Mark Golley is the editor-in-chief 
of Christianity Today magazine. He wrote an explosive article yesterday and published it yesterday afternoon late. I want to talk to you about that. I wrote a different article in our... It did, I didn't address this because it had not unfolded when I put the article that I write every day in faithandfreedom.us. It's Faith and Freedom Daily. It's read by thousands of people across the country and, and in other countries as well. But I wrote on a research... Pew Research has come out with a finding that they're saying that Democrats are divided by race. In fact, they are suggesting, and Pew's not conservative, suggesting by the, based on their data that Democrats are racist in the sense that they have abandoned one part of the black community, but it all comes down not to politics, but to biblical beliefs. And I want to talk about that. I wrote that article today, and I'm not going to have enough time to get into it. And I am aware that we're having technical difficulties this morning, I don't know what it is. I'm here talking and saying what I believe the Lord wants me to say and whatever's going on out there, I don't know. But anyway, thank you for bearing with us and them, whoever them are, and uh, we'll just continue to do what we're doing here. But I am aware of, of the interruptions that's happening, and we'll hope that they get fixed. But anyway, I want to talk to you about something that's happening as we speak this morning. Yesterday, Mark Galley, he's the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today, he, he put out an explosive attack on President Trump. And I want to share with part of it with you, because when I read this, I thought, I wonder how long it'll be before Franklin Graham responds. Well, it wasn't very long. This morning, Franklin Graham responded, and I want to leave that with you today. Mark Galley wrote, in our founding documents, Billy Graham explains that Christianity Today will help evangelical Christians interpret the news in a manner that reflects their faith. The impeachment of Donald Trump is a significant event in the story of our republic. It requires comment. It's Christianity Today editor-in-chief wrote this. He said the typical CT, Christianity Today, approach is to stay above the fray and allow Christians with different political convictions to make their arguments in the public square to encourage all to pursue justice according to their convictions and treat their political opposition as charitably as possible. We want Christ, uh, Christianity Today to be a place that welcomes Christians from across the political spectrum and reminds everybody that politics is not the end and purpose of our being. We take pride in the fact, for instance, that politics does not dominate our homepage. After setting the stage to the left in these comments and telling you in a almost pharisaical way how terrific they are and more spiritual than others he says that said we do not feel it we do feel it necessary from time to time to make our own opinions on political matters clear always as billy graham encouraged us doing so with both conviction and love we pray for our president, as we love and pray for leaders, as well as ordinary citizens, I guess that would be you and me, on both sides of the political aisle. He said, let's grant this to the president. Then he goes into one paragraph about Democrats have had it out for him from day one. Therefore, nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion, etc. And that's the essence of that paragraph. Then the next paragraph in this, I'm quoting if you just turned, tuned in, Mark Galley's editor-in-chief of Christianity Today magazine, which Billy Graham founded back, I think it was in the 50s. I didn't have time to look this up this morning, but I think it was in the 50s when he started that. 
But anyway, um, it's drifted way to the left, obviously. But anyway, he after granting the president that there are people that don't like him in Congress and so on, then Galley says, but the facts in this instance are unambiguous. The president of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the president's political opponents. That is not, not only a violation of the Constitution, but more importantly, it's profoundly immoral. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, I, I would just insert, that they did not find that he had done anything in the articles of, of impeachment. That's why they don't charge him with anything, because they couldn't find evidence of anything that they were charging him of doing. And that's part of the issue, Mr. Golly, and you know it. Okay. Back to Golly. The reason, he said, many are not shocked about this is that this president has dumbed down the idea of morality in his administration. He has hired and fired a number of people who are now convicted criminals. Well, they're convicted criminals because false evidence was used against them. Honestly, that is the case, and we'll see this play out. And he would know that. He's not a dumb person. He knows that. This is very, very biased, and it's very, very anti-Trump. And he, he presents himself almost like the Pharisees of the New Testament saying, I am holy, I pray, watch me pray on the corner of the street and all this stuff. Jesus condemned that, and I'm condemning it as well, because it's wrong. He isn't, he isn't spiritually superior, and that's exactly what he's communicating here. He's talking about this when they supported Barack Obama, who, whose political career was launched in the home of Bill Ayers, who was a terrorist, who was convicted, of terrorism, of blowing up government buildings. Barack Obama launched his political career in Illinois in the house of Bill Ayers. I mean, that's a fact. And yet he's, anyway, Trump's evangelical supporters, he writes, <laughs> have pointed to his Supreme Court nominees, his defense of religious liberty, and his stewardship of the economy, among other things, his achievements that satisfy their support of the president. Mark Daly, I'm, I'm, I'm um, reading his editorial. He's editor-in-chief of the Christianity Today, if you just tuned in. He says, quote, We believe the impeachment hearings have made it absolutely clear in a way the Mueller investigation did not. These are the hearings that we just went through with the House of Representatives, which really established nothing. He says, We found through that those hearings that President Trump has abused his authority for personal gain and betrayed his constitutional oath. The impeachment hearings have illuminated the president's moral deficiencies for all to see. The damages, the institution, this damages the institution of the presidency, damages the reputation of the country, and damages both the spirit and the future of our people. None of the president's positives can balance the moral and political danger we face under a leader of such grossly immoral character. Well, when I read this, I mentioned to my wife in passing last night, I said, boy, that guy at Christianity Today really took on Trump today in the name of the Lord, coming from the left, of course, naming Billy Graham as kind of to legitimize what he was saying, because Billy Graham was the founder of that, of that, um, of that, of that magazine. I wondered out loud last night how long it would take Franklin Graham, who knows 
his father, Billy Graham, much better than this guy would to respond. Well, as I said a few moments ago, it didn't take long for Franklin to respond. This morning, Franklin read that article, as I did last night, and um, he took to social media and anybody else that would listen to him. He said, my father knew Donald Trump. He believed in Donald Trump. He voted for Donald Trump in 2016. He believed, I'm quoting Franklin Graham, reacting and responding to this Mark Galley, who's the editor-in-chief of the magazine Christianity Today that Franklin Graham's father, Billy, founded. Franklin said he believed that Donald J. Trump was the man for this hour in the history of our nation. As I said, he was reacting to that article. He said, since they invoked my father's name, Franklin said, I suppose uh, to bring uh, some legitimacy to their statements, he said, I feel it's important for me to respond. He said, yes, my father, Billy Graham, founded Christianity Today, but no, he would not agree with their opinion piece. In fact, he would be very disappointed. He noted that his father's name is what moved him to reveal whom his father voted for in 2016. He said, as I mentioned a moment ago, that Billy Graham in 2016 voted for Donald Trump. Reverend Graham then proceeded to offer his own searing indictment behavior of the House of Representatives. He said they were politically motivated, 100% partisan in their impeachment of the president. Graham says, for Christianity Today to to side with the Democratic Party in totally partisan attack on the President of the United States is unfathomable. Christianity Today failed to acknowledge that not one single Republican voted with the Democrats to impeach the President. He said, Franklin said, I know a number of Republicans in Congress and many of them are strong Christians. If the President were guilty of what the Democrats claimed, these Republicans would have joined with the Democrats to impeach him. But the Democrats were not even unanimous. Two voted against impeachment and one voted present. That's an important point that Franklin Graham makes about his father and about Congress and about Christians in Congress. He's right. The Christians there that support Trump, if they felt he had done the things that Nancy Pelosi and the left are accusing him of, and now Christianity today, they would vote against him. I would, and I'm not some super spiritual entity. I mean, I'm just like most Christians. We are more committed to truth and to God's word to the best of our ability to live out and to ask God to forgive us of our sins. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when we have a biblical worldview, we could want the president, we could agree with his policies, but if he has clearly done the things that he's been accused of doing, the Christians would pray for him and probably feel sorry for him or whatever we're not we're we're not going to support this anymore and so on so franklin is absolutely right there are many christians in congress and they would not support a man if he did the things and committed treason or whatever high crimes misdemeanors whatever which none of them they haven't charged him with any but they say he did Franklin Graham continues, this impeachment was politically motivated. He said, why would Christianity Today choose to take the side of the Democrat left whose only goal is to discredit and smear the name of a sitting president? 
Franklin said they want readers to believe the Democrat leadership rather than believe the President of the United States. Then Franklin went through a whole bunch of the achievements of President Trump, the things that he's done for America and the things that we talk about on this program often. And I won't I won't go through them, but they're the same things we talk about. The, the economy is booming. Blacks are, are have the lowest employment, unemployment in, in the history, in their history in the United States and on and on and on. But he has taken a stronger stand than George W. Bush, who claimed to be born again. He knew the scripture. He knew how to talk about it. Trump does not. And yet Trump has done more for the sanctity of life, anti-abortion. He's done more for family. He's done more for religious freedom than any president in recent history, perhaps ever. And he brings these guys in, some of whom I kind of have connections to. Franklin's one of them. He brings them in and asks them to pray for him. They lay hands on him. It isn't like a written prayer. Man, they pray. It's like camp meeting. It's like revival. They go in that Oval Office and they lay hands on this guy. That's what's going on behind the scenes. And this is spiritual warfare. It's not merely political. It's cloaked and masked in politics. And I can't believe that Christianity Today would take this position. That's the position of the far left. That is Jim Wallace's position. And they are misleading the public. And evangelical Christians are buying into this Christian left, this religious left. And I tell you, we need to be aware. We need to be informed. We need to know the truth of God's word. Franklin talked a moment. I just got a couple of minutes left today. Franklin talked a moment about the motivation behind this. He said, Christianity Today said it's a time to call a spade a spade. And they did in their letter. I just read it. Franklin said the spade is this. Christianity Today has been used by the left for their political agenda. It's obvious that Christianity Today has moved to the left and is representing the elitist liberal wing of evangelicalism. He's talking about Jim Wallace and Tony Campolo and all those guys. I agree with him 100%. Franklin said, is President Trump guilty of sin? Of course he is. We were all past, we're all past presidents and as each one of us are including myself. He said, we've all sinned. Therefore, let's pray for the president as he continues to lead the affairs of our nation. I could not have shared anything with you today. And again, I apologize for the interruptions, but the technical interruptions, but I could not have shared anything with you today that would be more poignant and more up to date. I mean, it's happening as we speak than this. This is a picture of the world we live in. And that's why we have instability in our culture. That's why we have this culture war that's going on. That's why there is room for and there is this support for those who are confusing gender, trying to redefine marriage, trying to remake America, as Barack Obama used to say. That is the battle that is before us. It is not political. It is spiritual. And that's what causes me to get up and to prepare and to come to this microphone every day and do what we do because... If I can help anyone to see the truth and to see what God's word says about these things that are coming to pass in our times, in our culture here in America, I will feel that it has been more than worth the effort. And I believe that God has called me to do this at this time in my life. So thank you again for your support. 
I gave you the address a few moments ago, but I think it was one of those interruptions. I don't know who was interrupting us at that time, but let me give you our address again. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you Monday.